All right, welcome back to the Sales and Marketing Summit presented by Freight Waves. Uh, my name is Chris Jolly, aka the Freight Coach, and I am here joined by my friend Shannon Breen. He is the co-founder and CEO of Freight Vana, and we're here to talk about account growth. We're, you know, I think one of the the biggest misconceptions as sales reps is we think when we add this account, everything's going to change, and that's just simply not the case. The real work always starts after you have agreed to get activated, get all set up and kind of get that ball rolling. So Shannon, why don't you take a second to introduce yourself to everybody out here and we'll kind of dive right in. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, Co-founder, CEO here at Freightvana. We started the business uh, about a year ago now. So it's been a really exciting journey. Spent most of my time cutting teeth uh, in the walls of Night Swift, learning a ton uh, at, at that organization. Um, and then John Gamero and myself branched out to, to create Freightvana and, and start a new type of brand in the industry. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize for me, and you, you asked about the topic, I started my career uh, in account management all the way back in 2012, so so about about 10 years ago. So it's it's been a love of mine, a passion of mine. I've led teams in that area. And now, obviously, in startup world, you, you, you do everything from uh, sales to account management to, to legal to whatever. So um, very passionate about the topic. So I appreciate you having me. No, absolutely. And I thought, you know, that was the thing. It was just like, I thought, who, who else better to bring on than somebody who's really in the thick of things right now in building that out? And, you know, me personally, I cut my teeth in, in freight sales for, you know, 11, 10 years. And it's like, you know, that was always the biggest challenge is it was like early on in my career, I thought, you know, it, it was the cold calling. It was the business development piece of it. But then I realized early on, like, it starts after it gets activated. So, I want to talk about, you know, like, okay, we got the account. Now what? You know, so like, what's a, what would be your typical growth plan after the account's been activated? How do we, how do we start moving freight with them and, and making sure we're aligned? Yeah, they obviously work through the whole setup process. You mentioned the sales part had already been done. I think where I see a lot of people break down is they're very top heavy, meaning they're only trying to meet the director of transportation or this, where the real magic happens for anybody that's grown an account is the people that are touching the freight on a daily basis. So that'd be one, one key topic on creating your growth plan is like, how many people at the org do you know? Who are the decision makers? Are they set up centralized? Are they set up, you know, regionally? How, what, so you can set up your team and your resources to be able to accommodate, but a lot of people don't ask those questions in the onboarding process. And I think that they stumble out of the gates and really understanding how a shipper works with tendering their freight, managing their freight after hours and weekends. So... Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And I think that, that that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to anybody as well as befriend everybody inside of that organization. Because, you know, not everybody has a an entire department to get dedicated to transportation. You know, it's like when in a lot of the small to mid-sized shippers that are out there that we're going to be working with, that gatekeeper, that person who's answering your phone is involved in the transportation process at some point, whether they're scheduling appointments, whether they're, you know, assigning the PO numbers and sending all of that over. So that that needs to be involved in your growth plan immediately. You need to find out the inner workings of that company. There should never be any guesses after the fact how, you know, they even they want to get billed. You know, that that's a big, I think that's one of the bigger errors that I made as a sales rep is, I, I, you know, I got them up, we, we won some loads, and then we weren't billing them properly, you know, so it's like, and that, you know, as a freight broker, getting paid, you know, because, you know, depending on the payment terms and everything else that we have locked in, we have to pay our carriers before we get paid as a broker in, in those instances. And we can't have any of those errors in there, because that is, you know, depending upon the size of the shipper, that is how we're, we're judged in our performance, you know, if they're an, a massive RFP shipper, 
our billing accuracy and, and efficiency is a line item on the percentage on on how we're we're judged as a provider for them overall. Yeah, and I think I think the other piece is, and we've seen this already uh, in in our first year, Chris, is who are your brand champions? And your brand champions aren't the necessarily people on LinkedIn, the people that you're connected with, maybe the person you even contact, maybe the person that that, that got you through the contract in the EDI phase. It is those people that touch the freight. They're the ones that live and feel the execution and and the, the the happiness of the nights and the weekends and the proper timeliness of your communication. And so when you wow those folks, then they have meetings. I mean, we get calls all the time like, oh, I was talking to this DC manager. And that, you know, that's where you can really grow as a brand. And hey, when you're when you got a lot of people that watch a show like this, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of options. So how are you going to set your brand apart? That's one key way to do it. No, I, I agree with that. And it is it is aligning yourself with multiple people inside of that organization. Because I mean, I personally lost an account due to the fact that the transportation manager left. And that was my only real advocate that was inside of that organization. And it's like, I think, again, that that is one area that I would want all sales reps to truly invest in is getting to know their accounting department, getting to know other people inside of there. So you have people to vouch for you because people change jobs all the time. I mean, look at right now, they're calling this era the great resignation. You know, do you really want to work for, say, four months to onboard a company? And then a couple months later, that individual leaves, they bring in a new transportation manager, and then they kick out their entire current network. That's the realities of what we face in the freight brokerage market on a daily basis. And again, it's like, I cannot stress that enough is get to know anybody and everybody in there. And, you know, Shannon, you brought up communication. And I know that that's like a big buzzword. Everybody sells themselves. Everybody communicates. Exactly. I want you to say, what does communication mean to you? How would you properly describe that? Because some people's definition of communication, I think, varies. And what, what, like, what, why is this the most important piece of the entire transaction? Yeah, and I, I probably uh, manage a little bit different personally and professionally, I would say, Chris. Uh, I've always been a little weird with my email, but I've always had this mindset, like, I will return like when I was on the account management side, I would return any communication within 10 minutes, right? So that's when you said, what does it mean to me? Like that, it's that timeliness, right? You're on it. You've got, you, you've got your inbox managed. Um, you have prioritization. You follow up on the stuff that uh, you, you promise. Uh, a lot of people, uh, those emails lag all day. And you've got someone on the other side that has this pressing issue. And now you've waited three hours or four hours to even respond. Doesn't mean you have to have a solution in 10 minutes. But you highlight, hey, I've seen your email. I'm working on it. I'm follow up this. You can set a time and cadence. You only need that small touch point. But I find that that first touch point is so critical because if that goes an hour, two hours, three hours, you've now created a completely different type of emotion, which does not help the growth in relationship or the trust that you're trying to build. I mean, that, that, that's exactly it. Is it's like in, in those instances, that's how we are. Again, that's how you're judged. That that is how you can legitimately capture market share from your competition. Because if they have, imagine you're coming into a new account, for example, like we're talking about here. Imagine if all of their current providers take an hour, hour and a half to respond to even little things about a rate quote or something along those lines. Because as a, as a broker, there's really not a lot of differentiating factors that we can bring to the table day one, dollar one. You know, it comes in time. It comes in the communication. It comes in our customers never having to reach out to us for anything outside of, hey, I need you to quote this, you know, because it's like even even delivering issues, 
you know, like when there are delays, because it's never a matter of if in transportation, as you know, Shannon, it's when things happen. You want to talk about a way to really capture more market share from your competition. It's when things go wrong and how you deliver that message and that solution at the exact same time, because it, it, you're, like you had brought up, we don't always have the answers right away, but it's that sense of ease and calmness that, hey, these guys are working on it right now. Why I can at least focus on the 9,000 other things I have going on as a shipper today. And I know that my my friend, my, my uh, um, partner is going to take care of this and bring that solution to me. So it, like, what, what are there things in, in regards to communication? I mean, is there? Um, I, here's one I always, I stick to is empowerment, right? Because there's a lot of organizations where the you've got like, Hey, the sales guy has a, has a relationship. He wants to be the single source point of communication. He wants everything to flow through him and it's incredibly inefficient. So, so there's more of a control factor, right? But it breaks down, especially as you start to grow these larger accounts. And so where I've seen it be most effective is empowering your leaders, your account managers to be able to handle the problems. And for some salespeople that have spent so much time building an account that hold this relationship so close, like most of us, they have a hard time relinquishing and empowering younger folks, less experienced folks um, to, to help work through the problems, um, to mitigate some of the issues that are happening. And so from a sales leader perspective, I would say working and training your account management team on how you want those things done to build that trust is critical. Otherwise, it, it creates this uh, bottleneck, right? And, and, and you can't be as efficient. And if you have a lot of big accounts, you definitely can't manage it appropriately. And so that's something I've seen along my career that I think sales managers can be very careful of when they set it up is empowering their people and training them on what the expectations and communication protocols need to be. No, I mean, I, I agree with that because we, we need to find out these things up front, you know, and even it, it, it breaks down to how does my contact at the shipper want to be communicated with? Are they an email? Are they a fan of emails? Are they a fan of phone calls? Are they a fan? I mean, it's 2022 now. Are they a fan of getting a text message? We need to find that out and how we can deliver that in those events as well. And those are conversations that, again, sales managers need to empower their reps, those account managers to have up front, have those on the front end. Because again, I found myself in, that, in this situation as a broker, I'm emailing somebody and then you know, at, at the end of the day, they're like, why didn't you just text me? You know, Why didn't you call me on my cell phone? You know, So again, it's, it's having that upfront conversation because that's going to save you so much time. And again, it's like, they want efficiency in their partners who they, who they outsource their freight to. Have these upfront conversations to separate yourself. Yeah, agreed. I mean, at the end of the day, you pointed out the intermediary, you're getting paid to be a problem solver, uh, an idea creator. You're, you're, you're there to take issues off of their plate uh, for bandwidth that they don't have. And so you got to be very critical about how you set up your team to be able to accommodate those, those, those needs. No, definitely. You brought up the word alignment a couple of times, Shannon. And, and, you know, I think that there, we, we all get excited in sales when we activate a new account. We all, you know, we think that this is going to be the one that we're going to retire off of. We're going to get that vacation home, that golf membership, whatever that looks like. Let's talk about the importance of, of uh, the alignment of the account and your internal and external visions for, you know, your company and, and even with your, your customers in general. Yeah, well, internal, we talked a little bit, right? Account management, um, setting up the right plans. You've got pricing teams, contracts. Like, does everybody understand what the account is? Have you done a good job of baselining that so everybody has a good understanding of uh, the type of business you're in? Maybe some of the potential issues, right? We've got a lot of people that haul chemicals, hazmat, stuff like that. What are the qualifications uh, of the account? So there's internal alignment. 
But the one that I often see missed is external alignment, meaning it's very blue sky internally, um, setting improper expectations for what to be expected on tenders, on size of the account, on opportunities ahead. And so then it really sets this murky um, kind of landscape for how you're going to navigate that account, how you're going to grow it, what are the next steps in the relationship. So when I focus uh, or I say the word external, it's really like, are your goals, like, have you set that expectation with, with your shipper? And then internally, are you matching those goals, right? And there's QBRs and all that. But what I find about QBRs is a lot of times, you know, they're 90 days down the road. And if you're a smaller participant that just broke in, you may not get a full-blown QBR, right? So you may get the scorecards and all that. So the more work you do on setting those kind of uh, external alignments is so key because otherwise you're just going to be falling over yourself in early innings. And once again, it's a hyper-competitive environment. So if you're stumbling out of the gates, like any business, if you're new, if you're growing, if it's the first time with a shipper, you can't afford to stumble. So you better front end all the work and make sure that alignment is in place. Otherwise, you get a, you get a potential of, of, of tarnishing your brand. And I've had one of our biggest partners give us a huge opportunity. And he said it straight. He's like, hey, he said, hey, Shannon, if you guys mess this up, there may be no coming back. And I said, hey, that's great. Because when we excel at it, it's going to be the escalator for more things to come. And he's like, hey, I appreciate that. Right. So it's just how you approach it. Um, those are going to be your initial early stage challenges. you got to knock it out of the park in the early innings. No, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, as a broker, like even when you have that existing relationship in place with the shipper, you know, we are truly only as good as our last shipment. And it's like, and again, it's like, as things continue to evolve with your clients, as you continue to grow with them, expectations start to change, you know, whether they're adding new members to their team. And, you know, again, it, it is having that because like you said, those QBRs, if you're new to it, or you don't have that big of a market share with them, you might get 15 minutes with them. You might get 20 minutes with them, you know, and, and you need to break all of that down. You need to have all of this stuff done up front. And it, it is more, more importantly, it, it's, it's sitting there and listening to your clients. It's not, you know, as sales reps, I think we all kind of find ourselves in that we, we find ourselves talking more, more than not. And, and I think that a lot of issues are solved by us taking that time, listening to what those expectations are from our clients to make sure that they do align with us. And everything that you brought up there, man, I think that that is very key in, in how we're going to how you can take your accounts to the next level. And, you know, it, it's just one of those situations that if you want to really, you know, grow, because that's what that's what we all want, you need to find out more about what the client needs from us as opposed to what we can bring to the table for our clients. Yeah, I love that. And hey, asking your clients what their strategies are, what their goals and initiatives are a good way to start listening by asking questions you don't know the answers to. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And that, that's one of those situations that I think at the end of the day is always a perfect world scenario. But I think that after everybody listening to this right now, if they can take what we had talked about here, you know, that growth plan, that com the communication aspect of it, the alignment, the internal and external factors that you can bring to the table, that is one of those scenarios that, you know what, you can take that away, you can implement this today in your operation, you can start seeing a difference out there. Shannon, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, everybody for, for tuning into this. And I hope you guys all enjoy the rest of the sales and marketing summit here presented by Freight Waves.